The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, my voice is absolutely toast. I've been reporting on the ground in Las Vegas because it is NBA Summer League, baby. And I am going to get these podcasts in the best that I can. Just the price of being in Vegas uh, when you have a squeaky, squeaky voice. So much to see, so much to do. It's almost like you wake up, blink, and it's 4 a.m. and you're going to bed again. Let's get right into it. So do me a favor, Nick, and drop that motherfucking beat that should be Rihanna. All right. Apologies for my voice, um, but this is just the way that I'm built. My vocal cords are built for comfort, not speed, uh, and not volume over large crowds. So now what we're doing is low energy crick, low tenor of the voice crick. I am only halfway through my summer league stay. I have no idea how I'm going to make it. Pray for me. Uh, Summer League is well underway. I am here to report live about it and to spill all the tea from the ground. Uh, First of all, I've got to say, this particular Summer League is not like any of the other that I've been to, and I've been coming since mm, since 2012, Damian Lillard's first year. I don't know why I chose him. It was just, you know, just a coincidence. Um, yeah, and at that point, you could hear the players talking shit because the gym was empty and there were no fans. But now, obviously, it's very different. So like everyone else, I am going to give you my top-line thoughts uh, on the top six picks in the draft, along with some summer league sleepers uh, that are balling out as well. We've got plenty of time to dig in deeper on what we saw uh, and what we did, but for now, let's give our first reaction. Summer league. Summer league is uh, an event this year, and the bell of the ball, uh, the one that everyone wants to see, everyone wants to talk about, everyone wants to evaluate, is uh, Victor Wambanyama. I don't, I don't know why everybody is roasting me about how I say his last name. I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's him. It's like him and Masai Ujiri. Like, why is that wrong? I don't know. Can someone get into my DMs and tell me how exactly? It's like, 
it's like I'm speaking Farsi and I'm not quite fluent in it or like Chinese. And like I'm just doing something like very slightly wrong in how I'm pronouncing a word. But somehow, according to everyone, it's like so hilarious how I say Victor Wambayama. Uh, okay. I, I don't know why that's funny. That's not funny. Uh, anyway, bonjour. Uh, opening night was a wild scene uh, capped off by... A very trash performance by Wemby in front of a sellout crowd. And that was really not me being shady about him. I, I like Wemby. I think he's going to be really good. After the, Victor himself was like, I don't even know what I was doing out there. He was 2 for 13 from the field. He had very bad shot selection. He did play really great defense. He had five blocks. Um, but everyone, you know, the hot take started to come. The pendulum started to swing, and predictably, because Wemby is him, after one fucking game, uh, he just went off. There was a ton of, like, our Victor is Victor Wembyama uh, a bust? Uh, there was, like, those videos, those first take shows coming out. And it's one thing to say, like, oh, yeah, you know, he's going to take a while to develop. And it's another thing to be like, yeah, I knew Victor Wembyama sucked. <laughs> after a game in Summer League, like... It's fine to say he sucks, but don't don't use summer league as the reason. Actually, it's not fine to say he sucks, but but don't if you're gonna do it, don't do it after one summer league game. That's just insane. Here's here's what we're not going to do. Uh, we are not going to judge Wemby based on one bad game in the middle of July in the Thomas and Mac gym. Like that's that's not what's going on on the heels of his security team slapping the shit out of a Britney Spears to the point where she had to press charges. Do you think Victor Wambayama, his head, was in the right spot after that? No. No, he's probably thinking like, God damn it, I'm here in America for two fucking weeks. My security team doesn't know who Britney Spears is. I don't know who Britney Spears is. How do they not know? That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to protect me. Mm. Water break. And guess what? Victor followed his bad game up with 27-12 and 12 against my Blazers. The Spurs still lost, but it was tight down the stretch. And when the game got close, Victor wanted the ball in his hand, and he was affecting the game on both sides of the floor, altering and blocking short shots in every quarter. Maybe he's not a player who's going to average 25-10 and 10 in his first year, but that's fucking okay. Let's be honest, that's okay. And from the looks of things, he's got really an incredible work ethic. He even got the invite to Ruben's white party, and he declined it. Uh, he said it was so that he could get into some deep summer league prep. But let's be honest, you think Victor Wambayama can find an all-white outfit at 7-4? Let's be honest. I don't know about that. Anyway, the Spurs after two games are shutting him down for the rest of summer league. And since he was skipping the Basketball World Cup, we won't see him again until, like, probably the preseason. We'll get some, we'll get some like, videos on Twitter uh, during training camp about how he's gained 19 pounds of, of muscle in the last two months, I'm sure. Uh, was Victor worth the hype? I would say yes. Um, he's not some... As, he's not like as some people think uh, that he's a bust. He's also not an all-pro yet. But he will be someone that we're keeping our eye on probably for all of this year and many years after. Let's move forward on Brennan Miller. Um, yeah. 
Brennan is uh, the Charlotte Hornets are really, really dumb. I'm just going to say that right now. They are idiots. I get it. You don't want to take another guard with LaMelo Ball. But Brennan Miller, and we're not judging people off their summer league performances, right? We're not doing that. But he has had a strange, strange summer league. He looked downright awful at the California Classic. I think he had 15 fouls in two games. Uh, played okay against Victor in the Friday game. He had 16 points. And then he was atrocious um, the next game. Four for 17. He was 0 for 7 from three. I thought Brandon Miller could shoot. I thought that was like his... Uh, I thought that was his thing. Like, I thought that was the reason that we drafted him. Uh, 0 for 7 from 3. Um, Kenny Lofton can do that. Uh, he had 0 points, 3 turnovers, and 6 fouls in the first half alone. Yikes. So, everything that we talked about coming into the draft process in terms of his development and where he was going to struggle turns out to be true. We now have 4 games, 4 summer games, to see what he is. And I tell you, it's going to be an up-and-down process for him, up-and-down process specifically for this year, uh, maybe an up-and-down thing for his career. When Brandon Miller is on, he fills it up. He plays really good defense. He really finds ways to affect the game on both sides of the court. Um, but what we also know is that Brandon Miller has trouble creating his own shot. He's got hips that are like a Ken doll. They don't move. And he fouls way too much on the other side of the ball. Because why? Because his hips don't move. Like Shakira says, hips don't lie. He has spotty shooting form that seems to break down when he gets nervous or he gets tired or he presses. He has really beautiful shot when he's healthy and calm and uh, in the first quarter. But I tell you what, um, it's the fourth quarter that matters. And we'll see. The thing for me is that the more that Brandon Miller struggles – and the more that Scoot Henderson shines, the more pressure will be put on Brandon Miller to live up to the pick. Will he be able to handle the inevitable? I mean, they booed him on draft night in Charlotte. They did. Like the, the mascot booed Brandon Miller. The mascot. Imagine what happens when he goes 0 for 7 in an actual game from 3. And they lose. I, I know is going to get him the ball in his spots, and it's going to make the game a lot easier for him. But um, what is he going to do when the entire arena, the, the like 7,000 of them that go to the games, um, what, what happens? Like, where, where is his mindset at? What happens when he shoots 12% from the field and he has fouls out in the end of the third quarter? All of that remains to be seen, how he handles that. Will he be okay? I mean... Yes, I guess. I think largely because he can shoot. He has, like I said, a beautiful shot. Even though he's streaky, I think he's going to be okay. But I will admit, it's not like he's the second coming of Paul George. The one thing that gives me pause, the one thing that makes me nervous about how wrong I'm going to be, is that Jerry West loves him. Loves him. But... To be fair, Jerry West also liked Josh Primo. And where's Josh Primo now? So he's out the league, baby. So even the GOAT can be right, wrong sometimes. Um, speaking of uh, Scoot, though, third pick in the draft, had the best half of basketball this side of Jabari Smith in the 2023 Summer League. He is 
special. He is an athletic freak. He can pass like a man possessed. He is just just throwing laser beams, no looks, behind-the-back passes. He's cutting to the rim. He's In 21 minutes, he let everyone know what was what. He is a star. Hit a three, couple of good middies, and more importantly, he finished really well at the rim. Consistently beat the number four pick, Eamon Thompson, off the dribble. He pressured the Rockets guards in transition. He While they were collapsing he to cut off easy buckets, he was incredible. And then, of course, you know, because I'm a Blazer fan and I can't have nice things, he hurt his shoulder. Uh, they thought he separated it, actually. They thought he dislocated his fucking shoulder in Summer League in the first half. And guess what? That's exactly what happened to Shaden Sharp. He tore his labrum in the first quarter of the first game in Summer League a year ago. So whatever, it's fine. Um, but I can't wait to see Shaden and Scoot together because Shaden looks much better when Scoot is on the floor. In game two, Shaden didn't look nearly as impressive, but these two are going to have an electric season. Uh, speaking of the Thompson twins, hold me now because I very sad that I did not get to see them battle it out on the floor. They have never been separated for more than a few days. They've never played against each other at, at a real level. And Eamon and Osser were supposed to square up in this battle uh, to split the zygote, you know what I mean? But Eamon got hurt in that same, in that same game, actually. He's going to miss the rest of Summer League. He showed explosive moves. He had a decent mid-range shot, even though he struggled to stay with Scoot defensively. He's going to be fun. The Houston Rockets in general are going to be fun. And then Osser. Osser might be better than Aitman. Uh, like, really. I, I like the way he fits on this Pistons roster. Um, if they used him more in their offense, uh, I tell you what, they would be better. They're not going to be looking for him to pick up 20 points in a game. Uh, they want him to sit back, pick his spots. He's still a really good passer. I know Eamon's obviously a good passer too. But the best way to acclimate a guy like him into the league is to just let the game come to him. Both, I think, are going to be solid, solid pros. Do you guys hear my voice is just like absolutely declining as we go through? So we've got to get through it. Um, finally, we got to talk about Anthony Black. He went sixth overall to the Orlando Magic. Damn. He is good. I love some Anthony Black. 7 for 10, 17-point performance in his debut. He had five rebounds, five assists. That's just like a really good summer league line. Like, even though he turned the ball over six times, I do not care. That is the nature of summer league. That is the nature of people trying to impress GMs and, uh, you know, coaches. And that's just it. That's just the way it is in an exhibition game. And I don't think it's flaws in his offensive game at all. His second game was, was very inefficient. Uh, he was 3 for 12. He had 8 points. But you could see even in that game, this man can get wherever he wants on the court. He, he, you can't stop him. He's very in control, plays in his own speed. Uh, his pacing is really good. His footwork is good. His 8-7-3 summer league slash line was mostly due to the fact that the team that they played, the Pacers, have guys who really should not be on a summer league team. Like Ben Matherin. What is Ben Matherin doing on the summer league team? trying to win the summer league what is Andrew Nemhard doing on a summer league team nothing like they should not they should not be there they are too good for July basketball um and they made life really tough on Anthony Black and they were getting their asses beat they were getting just blown out early uh, overall I really like Anthony Black polished player I think he's going to be 
you know, maybe a player to watch for rookie of the year. I think it's 30 to 1 for his rookie of the year odds, depending on the book that you look at. So maybe sprinkle a little money on that and thank me later. Uh, let's talk about some other rookies that you might not have thought about uh, originally that have balled out. Keontae George. Keontae George is second in scoring in the Summer League. He has 33 per game. This is fucking insane. First in assists at Summer League. This is He's the breakout star. This is him. It's the Donovan Mitchell. They got a new Donovan Mitchell. That's what they have. Maybe a better Donovan Mitchell. Maybe a bigger one. Maybe a, a more a better shooter. Everybody was like, "Oh, Keontae George can't shoot." It seems like he can shoot just fine to me. Like I don't know what's. I don't know what that, that situation was. That scouting report. Like we all knew Victor and Scoot and Chet would ball out, but I didn't see Keontae George coming like this. Trader Danny must have seen it because the man is killing it in Summer League. The Jazz went from, like, a few outside threats to an abundant of three-point shooters, thanks to Keontae George and Bryce Sensabaugh. He is my dark horse, dark, dark horse for Rookie of the Year. I think he's 66-1. to one. We got to talk about Imani Bates, man. Imani Bates went middle of the second round to Cleveland, and he is reminding us why he was one of the top recruits in the country before he flamed out at Memphis and got hurt at Eastern Michigan. He went for 12-8-2 in his first game, his summer league debut, and then he followed it up with 21 points, two blocks, two steals, five threes in their win over Memphis. Jesus Christ. He looked so good out there. I'm telling you, you watch him with your own two eyes, and you're like, wow, he can get his own shot quite easily. His handle's there. He moves without the ball. Cutting is good. Defense is good. Catch and shoot is good. If his mental holds up and he keeps his head on straight, he could really be a nice addition to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Up next is Marquise Noel. Marquise Noel, everybody knew uh, because he was the bell of the final 40 of the March Madness ball. You know, Kansas State, uh, I am rooting for him. He's 5'8", on a good day. He blew it up. He was lighting it up. Now he's a two-way with the Raptors. So we're going to see him in some games with the Raptors this year. In Summer League, uh, he struggled a little bit to get a shot off, but he's still incredible as a passer, deadly in the pick and roll with Moses Brown. Moses Brown, by the way, also impressing people. He's averaging 11, 4, and 5 in this little Van Fleet roll. They like their uh, they like their light skinned under six foot guards, don't they? In Toronto, that's fucking crazy. Fun player who will definitely hook on uh, if Masai Ujiri actually uh, wants to do his fucking job. And finally, hat tip to the summer league vets as they showed up to a frenzy and they had to peel off layers of dust to play in summer league games because that's what Toronto does. Let's move forward. Let's move forward on the guys who are second league players in the league who decided that they were going to play in Summer League, which is actually an evolution of the game. Um, And we were talking about this, me and a friend of mine, talking with David McMenamin last night about how second-year players uh, are starting to play at Summer League as just a matter of course. That's what they do. Um, The only two that did not play in the Summer League this year are Paolo Bancaro and Jeremy Sohan. But you had multiple players in their second year just ball out. Like Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith, best player in Summer League right now. He had a great first game, 33-point performance. Ended up hitting the game winner with the last second three. uh, And then he followed that up with 38-7-6. And then he sat the fourth quarter. 
the best part is it feels like he's got his confidence back. He's out there shit-talking uh, Marvin Bagley on the bench, looking like he's having fun all the way. By the way, Marvin Bagley talking trash back to Jabari Smith is just absolutely hilarious. I think he called Jabari Smith garbage when he had 38 in Summer League. That's amazing. You are you are the best bust to ever decide you're going to clap back uh, to one of the top players in the draft. It's my God, crazy. He did an interview, though, saying that he's looking forward to not losing all the time. And uh, and Steven Silas was sitting right next to him, which I think is just, that's just incredible. Um, pay no mind, Jabari. Just keep talking your shit and just keep shooting. Work on your handles, and you're going to be maybe the NBA's most improved player this year. Uh, Andrew Nemhard continues his upward cycle. He's balling out. In his first game, he had 14-8-3, and three, um, which was okay. But then in his second game, he had 16-5 and five with two steals at halftime. At halftime before finishing with 21-7-3. and 21-7 with three steals. Only reason he didn't have more points and more, just the only reason the stat line wasn't better is because the Pacers had five players with 13 or more points, and they were blowing them out. They were just blowing Orlando smooth the fuck out. Um, his coach, Gennaro Pargo, said this about him. Uh, he played great. It's just a comfort level of having him out there with the ball. He makes the right read. He makes the right plays. He keeps us settled. He gets us into the offense without any problems. Makes the right plays. That's what you get from a Gonzaga guard. Uh, finally... There are always summer league surprises. A couple of players who just come from the clouds uh, and they are on the scene like a tornado. Um, this year, it's our man, Bell Biv DeVoe. Now you know. Yup, Michael DeVoe out of Georgia Tech is playing for my Blazers uh, in the summer league. And that Scoot Henderson injury has made his role expand like crazy. On a team full of bucket getters, this guy has balled the fuck out. 29 points in a win over the Spurs. Five for seven from three. He had five assists and two steals. So he played on the Clippers G League team uh, last year. And a bunch of the Clippers front office people were sitting baseline right next to me. And they were like, that's Bell Biv DeVoe. Now you know. They were rooting him on. It was so great. Uh, the second player is Orlando Robinson out of Miami. He's also leaving bodies on the ground too. He's averaged 25.5 and in his first two games. 57% from three. That is the kind of player that Pat Riley finds a way uh, to use. That's the kind of guy he just collects in the wild. They're just sitting in a bush, eating berries, doing nothing. And he's like, hey, you look like you have put up 25 in summer league. You want to come on my team? He's 6'10 from Fresno. He's really good. And it would appear that he is the perfect replacement for Max Struess's loose. The third player who's killing it. Uh, is a player that is near and dear to my heart because he destroyed my bet. And I said his name wasn't real. And it, he has proved that it is he's actually a real person. And it is Xavier Moon, who I just was reasonably sure that's not a real person. But there is nothing fake about Xavier Moon. Uh, the guy is really good. He played two games. He's averaging 22, 5, and 4, hitting 64% from three. The motherfucker just can't miss. Like... I slandered him, and then he went, he, he, he had a heat check. He literally just heat checked me. Um, what a terrible roster, uh, but he's going to get a lot more shots. I don't know whether he's an NBA player, but he's very fun. He And that, folks, is the point. The Summer League is not like anything else. 
I, for one, love it maybe more than anything else in the NBA world. So we'll keep giving you coverage uh, from around the Summer League. I don't leave till Saturday, so my trip isn't even close to done. Uh, that is all the time that we have for the Heat Check. Come back Friday. No. Yes, Friday, for an all-new podcast live from Vegas. It's been a long day, and it's only 1 p.m. Check out the feed for past episodes and mini-episodes, which drop unexpectedly uh, throughout the day. And follow the heat check. We are boots on the ground at Summer League. Do not forget to download, subscribe, and please tell your friends, every single one of them. And follow us on social at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Many thanks to my producer, Nick Berlansky, for making this thing go. And many thanks to you all uh, who have been so nice to come up to me in Vegas and mention how much you love the podcast and the Instagram and the TikTok. So without you, this shit's not possible. So we'll see you Friday.